but that foundation has kept everything. It's like a tree. The roots are grounded. The roots are grabbing onto the soil. But the wind is going to blow. The leaves are going to shake. The trees, the branches, they may break off. Rain's going to hit. Lightning. You're going to get heat from the sun. People may climb on you. You know what? But you're grounded. You're rooted in who you are. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Veg Talk podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Davey. I'll be sharing conversations that I've had with people who are helping us to live healthier and more compassionate lives through our food choices and daily actions. We'll be hearing from people who are changing the game in their respective fields, whether it be business, sport, food, social media, writing, tech, activism, politics, and more. Now, please allow me to introduce my next guest. On this week's episode, I'll be speaking with Zero Waste vegan chef Max Lamana. We discuss Max's life growing up in Connecticut, the reason for his switch to a plant-based diet, and also what it's like to produce zero waste in New York City, and how we can all adopt simple daily habits to produce less waste. Max is currently in London and will be traveling through Europe in the coming months, so be sure to follow him at Eating with Max on Instagram, Facebook, and his website. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Max Lamana in the house. How are we doing, man? Matthew, I'm doing well. How are you? Really well. Stoked to have you on. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Do you go by Matthew or Matt? Either way, man. All right. Either way. <laughs> it's, you know, the birth name is Matthew. Matt's a lot easier to All right. uh, get out of, the, out of the mouth, you know, one <laughs> syllable. So Matt. Matt's... Um, I usually get that. I usually get Matt. Oh, you, they hear my you name, they're like Max, I'm, they hear Matt. I get Nat, Nat sometimes, like uh, they just miss, you know, they don't hear the, the M, so yeah, kind of weird stuff there, but yeah, stoked to have you here, you are, you know, absolutely killing it at the moment um, in the social media channels, uh, you've got a lot of attention for the right reasons, um, I'm happy to say, uh, and that's why, yeah, I reached out to you, so yeah, you must have a lot of uh, a lot of messages coming your way. So I appreciate you getting back to me and, yeah, of course, and having yeah. the time to schedule this out. Um, Persistence, man. Yeah, exactly. That's it, man. <laughs> that's you, all just it is. Keep like, going. You just got to keep going. And yeah, that's the, I'm glad I, I saw what you had. And I think you have a special story and you have something uh, that's special that you bring to the table. So why not? Cheers. Yeah, that's, yeah I think that's the sales, um, the sales <laughs> background in me. It's there just the persistence. But yeah. Yeah, so everyone, for everyone back at home, Max is a zero-waste vegan chef. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those th- two things go hand in hand and both of them are getting a lot more attention mm. uh, and I'm, yeah, really happy that they are. But do you want to just let us know about, you know, what you've been doing recently and a, a couple of projects that might have mm. been, you know, bubbling away recently? Great question. Uh, last night I, I spoke at an, uh, an event called Inner Glow and they host these monthly events where people could come together and sit in the same room, share each other's thoughts and ideas. They inspire one another. Sometimes it's vulnerable. Um, there's like icebreaker questions that people ask random people. You know, like if you uh, if there was a holiday that you would if you were to make up a holiday right now, what would it be and why? You know, things like to get people's minds kind of uh, moving. So last night I spoke at this event and shared, you know, my journey, my struggles and my successes. Um, it was a little vulnerable. Uh, cool. It was good. Yeah, there was about 60 to 70 people there. Um, the rain held some people back. It would have been like 100, 120 people, I think. But um, 
yeah, doing that. And I've been speaking a lot more recently. Um, you know, it catches on like wildfire. Once, once someone hears you speak, they want to hear you talk more and share your, your story and passions and where it goes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the future and what, what eating with Max and the projects I do that are going to be coming up. Cool. Well, I'm sure we're going to get to, to some of the successes and the struggles, uh, throughout the conversation. So looking forward to that. Uh, but if we start with, you know, it's always interesting to hear about where people have, where they've come from Mm -hmm. to get to where they are today. So, you know, whereabouts you grew up and what your family was like and, and and what kind of, you know, things you were eating when you were growing up. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, my father was a chef. Uh, my mother was also a big influence in the kitchen as well. Growing up in an Italian-French household, love food. We love food. Like, food was always, and it still is, like, we bring each other together with food. Um, it's always, like, a great conversation piece. We talk about the food. It's not just, like, food's there and we eat it and just go on. We, we talk about food uh, and how we can, like, change food oh we should maybe you should put this spice in there and or maybe you should put this ingredient in there um so we had a garden in our backyard so i knew at a really young age how to plant seeds and for uh, not forage um harvest uh vegetables so it was always uh it was always around me at a young age and uh i, I can't see myself um doing anything else but like working with food I'm surprising. I'm surprised that it's taken, you know, almost, uh, 20, I'm 29 now. So it's been less than a year that I've been really putting, putting myself out there. So it's, it's taken a journey to get to this moment. Yeah. I think everyone has some kind of journey to, uh, to make that realization, but going back to the garden. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, having a garden, uh, so accessible at a young age gives you a deeper connection to to food you know seeing it grow from a seed mm. to a, a flowering plant that you can you know that you can then take to the kitchen and, and chop fresh and and cook up do you think that instilled you know a deep connection from a, a young age definitely yeah. being able to like see the tomato grow from you know something really small then it becomes green and then it becomes red and then and then it's changing colors and then you're able to like pull it off the vine and then cut it up and eat it. And then you feel like this doesn't taste like anything that I've tasted before. I was the one who took the time and energy to put this into the dirt, to water it. The sun did its thing. <laughs> right. Th- that definitely has an effect on the, 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 the mental emotional physical everything it's even like if in a sense it feels almost spiritual too mm-hmm. to be able to like create something so um i love using that terminology like just plant the seed you know if somebody has an idea or a thought and they want to accomplish something just plant the seed and watch it grow but yeah, yeah. for sure and i mean you know I, I remember myself as a kid i did work in cafes and stuff um, with with kitchens and I, I do remember specifically people saying hey Matt can you run across the road and get some um, some coriander or some cilantro yeah 
And you and knew exactly what it was. No, I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know? No, I had no idea. So to like compare to you, um, that you probably, you were probably able to get, yeah. get out into the garden. Right. And, you know, know what each vegetable looked like yeah. In, yeah. in the growing process. But no, I'd get into the... I'd get into the, the grocery store and I'd be perplexed by the greens, especially the herbs, because yeah. I'm like, you know, I've got no idea how to split between basil mm-hmm. and coriander mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. rosemary or whatever. You know, I've come a long way since. But <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's what I find interesting is that, you know, in the future, I think if I'm to have kids, I would love for them to have a garden. Education. I think it's a huge part of, uh, you know, understanding food and, and developing healthy habits. Definitely. Yeah, so it's really cool to hear that. So you mentioned your dad yeah. was a chef. Right. So what's it like growing under the, you know, the influence of a, a chef in the house? He, he wasn't... You think of chef and you think someone who's like... Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> yeah. you know? No. Uh, my dad was really laid back, relaxed, uh, cooked Italian food. Opened a couple of restaurants, uh, franchises, and, um, you know, just had fun with it. He was more on, like, the business business side. Um, and when he came home, he cooked, and, like, food was delicious. And I remember growing up, he, would, he wouldn't bring people. I would ask, like, hey, can I have friends come over? And he's like, no. I'm like, why? Like, it took me 18 years. Like, when I was 18, I was in high school. Uh, I was the captain of my cross-country and track team and had a pasta dinner right before a meet. And he made pasta from scratch. All took him all day long to make pasta. Made a sauce all from scratch, right from our garden. They were bugging out. People were like freaking out that like this was delicious. People are still talking about it today. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go somewhere with that. Um, yeah, you're learning I'm, from him. Yeah, you, yep. yeah, learn. Yeah, learning from him. Like it's all fun. Like, don't take anything too serious. If you take it too serious, then you're, you're going to miss the enjoyment. You're going to miss the fun of just being present in the moment. And, and uh, you know, some, anything can happen in that moment. It could be something that's profound or something that you, you, you can learn from that, that you would have missed if you were really strict. But, yeah, he, he, had, he had a lot of fun cooking in the kitchen. For sure. That's really, I think that's a, a great point uh, and a takeaway that you can kind of apply to, any part of your life if you're taking it too seriously then you you might not bring your eyes up to see what's around to be enjoyed definitely yeah so i think we can definitely take that away and apply to other parts of um of what we're doing mm-hmm. so you know i'm sure not every single meal was a you know a, a homemade no. pasta <laughs> masterpiece <laughs> italian masterpiece but what was like a typical thing in school lunches or, you know, uh, typical weekly meals for you? Mom made the school lunches. So we, I didn't really ate from the cafeteria. Uh, but a typical, I mean, I was, I was basic in the beginning. I was eating Peter and jelly sandwiches, yep. you know, as a kid. And then I, uh, you know, I had, I grew up eating meat. You know, and then I'm sure there's a lot of people too who grow that grow up eating that way. And when I meet somebody who who grew grew up vegetarian or vegan, it's it's, it's inspiring to see where they are and how they they look they look like full of uh, energy and light. But um, yeah, typical meal. Uh, yeah, 
bunch of greens, bunch of veggies. Like we, I mean, I think just having a garden and having that access, like there was always some sort of vegetable, uh, that, that was in play, but we did eat a lot at home. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't like going out to eat. They didn't like spending time and doing that. I think there was something special about being at a dinner table with one another and creating, a, creating, you know, food. So that's cool. And with the with the family, uh, mm. what kind of atmosphere did you have at the at the dinner table? So there's, I have two sisters. I'm in the middle of both of them, and then I have a younger brother, and he's also in the food food world world as well. He's working at uh, the French Laundry in Napa Valley with uh, Thomas Keller. So it's a three star Michelin restaurant. So yeah, my brother's a real deal. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. Um, I've not heard of it, but that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, the atmosphere around the dinner table, we. We grew up in a very, uh, you know, spiritual setting. Like we would pray before each meal. And then, you know, from that point, it's all, all laughter, all fun. Maybe there's yelling and arguing. Being French and Italian, we just, <laughs> anything goes, you know? Give me more of that. No, give me, I had it first, you know? <laughs> and I would sit at the dinner table longer than anyone else because uh, I was getting like two or three plates worth of food. We were athletic. We were a very active family, so getting in our our food and our metabolism was crazy at a young age, yeah. Yeah, so you grew up playing a lot of sports. Yeah. Eating a lot. Eating a lot, sports. Food food and sports was basically my childhood, what I can remember. Cool. So what what did you grow up playing? Uh, Swimming. Okay. Yeah, I was a swimmer growing up, and then played basketball and baseball but then when I got into you know high school and you know in my early 20s I was running and biking and uh yeah just a triathlons bunch was, of yeah. you were open to a lot of different sports coming yeah in. more of like pushing your body to the limit like physical body less of like a team effort you know like running it's mm-hmm. it's you you're not yep you're not carrying anyone with you swimming the same thing and biking so those were like the three sports yep. i really enjoyed uh in my early 20s so did you have like did you make the connection between at that age yeah. did you make the connection between what you were feeding your body um, as a source of energy for, mm. uh, for these activities. No, I didn't. Yeah. I thought animal products were at 20. I thought animal products were, were, uh, the, the proper way to, to get my nutrients. But then veganism was introduced to me and that like sparked everything that made me go beyond what I thought was nutritious uh, and nourishing for my body and for, you know, if you're active and you're doing sports and then if you're not, you know, what the plants do and how they replenish and, uh, heal your body. So from an inflammatory standpoint, from an inflammatory standpoint, you know, it, it just, it, it made me become more conscious of that. I was like, Oh wow. I'm really, I am what I eat. You know, and my body's always healing. Like your your organs, they're always healing. It's a it's beyond you know what what we can imagine what it's doing. And if food is there, and uh, we were able to be conscious of what we're putting into our body, you know, even liquid, music, the people you surround yourself with, like all those things play a factor. So, um, yeah, it's yeah. all having a. It kind of all has its stamp on our consciousness. Definitely, the information that we're 
that we're feeding in. And that's something that I've heard of recently that I may have not thought about before, but food is information to the body. Mm-hmm. And if we're feeding ourselves with, you know, slaughtered animals that had been tortured their, their entire life um, and, then, and then killed, we're then consuming that right. information. Yeah. What so, kind of effect do you think that's going to have on your, on your body, you know? Yep. So when I meet people who are, uh, you know, who, who aren't living a vegan lifestyle and I introduce a meal to them and they're like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to just, I'm going to eat more plants or I'm this week I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to go vegan because of you, Max, you know, I'm like, great. Tell me how you feel afterwards. Tell me every day how you feel. And every person that's ever come to me, even my family, they're like, you can tell the difference. Like, it's, it's incredible to know, to, to know that, really. To have that, the intellectual capacity, that space in your, in, in your mind and in your body, your heart, everything about you, to know that there's a difference between this and this and what you put into your body. And it, it doesn't take long to start feeling those changes. I know for myself, yeah. within a fortnight, within two weeks, I was definitely feeling different, without a doubt. The functioning, the digestive system is one right. that we often, we often see a big change. Um, but then, yeah, just the, uh, the lightness mm. um, and the, the calmness almost right. of, of consuming only plants, I think. There's, there's Do you wish you started sooner? Oh man, I hundred percent like, and and you see that a lot, yeah, don't you? The only yeah. regret is that vegans didn't, you know, start doing it sooner. Of course, I wish I could have started this from you know day one. I mean, it's yeah. hard because you yeah. you grown up. You don't know. You don't know at that yeah, age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So going going a little bit back. Yeah, sure. Was there a moment in time that kind of triggered this, um, you know, this switch for you? So. You know, you've grown up in Connecticut, high school, Italian-French influence, um, you know, quite decadent, traditional foods. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, going through the, the sports and everything that you've mm-hmm. done, uh, at what point, I suppose, at what point did you make the connection and the switch? And also, at what point did uh, the, the cooking become more a part of your life? Right. Great question. Um, if you want to go the, the switch to veganism first or the, yeah, the cooking, I don't know yeah. which one. I think, I think the veganism, that's, this, that was the switch that set off everything. Um, I was, you know, again, like it was, as I was saying before, just being conscious of what I was putting into my body. And then um, I think it was the first time I ever met this couple that they were vegan and I was, in Hawaii, I was with friends and we're just, it was a holiday weekend and um, I was in the kitchen just cooking. I felt like no one else was eating. No one else was going to prepare food. Everyone's having a good time. And I thought, I'm going to just like make something. And that's what happens. Like I'll go to a party or I'm at a friend's house and I'll just jump in the kitchen and just put something together. Like it could be like as small as like a small little bite. And they're like, where did this come from? Like, why did you do this? I'm like, I just felt like it, you know, like for someone to tell me that I should do something or not do something. You know, uh, I just, I'm just going to do it. So, um, I was in the kitchen, I was cooking and this vegan couple comes over to me and they tell me if I was cooking anything vegan and I had no idea what it was. 
They explain their story with me. They, they explain their story to me. And in that moment, I thought, that makes a lot of sense. If I'm being conscious of what I'm putting into my body, that all makes sense. Health and wellness isn't just what you put into your body. It's also the environment and the other people around you, you, the people that are listening right now, the animals, and the future. So, so I thought, I want to be, I've, you know, I like to think of myself as like a conscious being to, to, to recognize all of that. And all right, tonight's going to be a vegan dinner. And they're like, their eyes opened up and they're like, really, you're going to make everything vegan. What about, what do you think they're going to say? You know, they were kind of like timid and they were like reserved. And I was like, we don't care what they say, right? We're cooking something. It's going to be delicious. And it's a gift to be able to cook something and offer it to somebody. We're not going out to eat. You know, how many times do you get to see the chef come outside the kitchen and say, how was everything? You know, and you're like, thank you, chef. You know, it was delicious. I'm sure that doesn't happen to a lot of people. So being able to offer that gift, you know, everyone enjoyed it. And from there, it just, it sparked a lot of questions with myself and my lifestyle. And I want to live in, 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 in this residency of, uh, love and caring for the world and for the being for other beings um and for the future and so you know having a chef for a father I was always in the kitchen cooking and little by little I just started cooking more and more um you know I I moved to New York when I was 20 so when how old were you yeah I'm fascinated by the Hawaii story so (laughs) you weren't working there you were just no. on holiday. I was just there on holiday. So I'm trying to like paint what, the setting so, in my in so, my head. So were yeah. you like just what was around I doing? like an outdoor barbecue or no. how how did you have access to a kitchen and then to cook for our, my, a group of people? Yeah, she our friend had a she had a house. Mm-hmm. She had a massive house out there, and so it was a big party. I was in the modeling and acting world before all of this, so uh, you know you just meet people and you know, invites come. And and so I'm like, I'm one of the people, someone's like, Hey, we're going to go to Spain next week. I'm like, sure. Let me look at flights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I just told you before, I, uh, I, I extended my stay five extra days in, in France, you know, if I can, sure. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I I just let it, I just let it flow. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't force anything to happen. So yeah, she, a friend of mine, she had a house, uh, had the kitchen space. It was her parents' house. And so we just, you know, cooked it up. But cool. So how did they explain it to you? So that they explained it from a holistic approach. Right. You, you kind of got all the pieces mm-hmm. on that one day. Yeah. I got all the pieces all in one day and it yep. just clicked. Yep. They, they, they first started off with animals. They said, um, do you have any pets at home? And I was like, yeah, I got three dogs my family has three dogs like you love those dogs I'm like love them I you know and like that's so good they're like yeah we have pets too and why don't you eat why why don't people eat dogs and I was like what are you saying right now (laughs) like that that doesn't make any sense people eating dogs and they're like well it's happening and I'm like wait what like yeah they're like there's no difference between a dog and a pig I was like oh Oh man. <laughs> so then they're like, I'm like, all right, well, what else? But they, you know, it wasn't like information that they were feeding down my throat and me just like taking it. 
it was given to me in just like this like light manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spoke about the environment and what destruction it's causing the, the environment. And, you know, we see images and video of what's happening and firsthand word of mouth from people and their experiences of, you know, what, what destruction is doing to their communities and their, their countries. Um, and then they spoke to like, you look like a healthy guy. You like sports, like you care about your health, right? Like you want to live long. I'm like, yeah, I want to live long. I want to live to be 120 years old. They're like, well, you need to change how you live. You got to change how you eat and you just have to change. Right. And I'm like, they gave me that, they asked that question. You want to change, right? Giving me the power to make that, make that decision and say, yes, I do. So that gave me the power to go, all right, I guess I'm vegan. Wow. So they've, <laughs> they've done a very good job. They did a great job. And I, that was my first time speaking to somebody who, who was vegan. So I'm like, wow, they nailed it on the first, first go. <laughs> that is amazing. So I think a, they've done a very good job of presenting the reasoning right. behind making the switch in the first place. But secondly, not everyone is as open mm-hmm. to accepting that yeah. on the first conversation they have. But you're quite open to accepting it. And from there, yeah. it's, it's just made, it's left an imprint on your life by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. And everything's gone from there. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So you've gone back to New York after that? Went back to New York, and that's where the challenges and the struggles hit me. Okay. Like, where the fuck am I going to eat? Can I say fuck? Oh, go ahead. All right. Yeah. So I didn't know where I, <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to eat. Um, that's when I needed to do the research, educate myself, what place is vegan, and then ask the questions when I'm at a place that isn't vegan, but you know they have vegetables. So can I? Can you make this vegan? You know, and then that's where it was challenging. And then also meeting up with friends who didn't understand what you wanted to do. You know, and so sometimes I had to like step away and talk to the waitress or the waiter and say, hey, this is my lifestyle. Uh, This is what I want to eat tonight. If this is possible, I'd love it. If not, I'm going to go and spend my money somewhere else, you know? And so there's some places where I'm like, hey, guys, I can't eat here tonight, you know? And I would hang out with my friends and then starve (laughs) and get the the stomach pains and then, you know, uh, go somewhere else and eat. But, yeah. Having that foundation to know, like, okay, this is why I'm doing this because it's good for my health. I'm doing this because it's good for the environment. I'm doing this because it's saving lives of animals, you know? Finding reasons why to create that foundation so you're strong, mm-hmm. you know? Keeps you on track. Keeps you on track yeah. and does make, and, 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 and then you, you don't fall off. But in the beginning, it was challenging. How did you, so you've come home. How did you continue to further your knowledge? Did you, uh, were there any pieces of, you know, film or books or, yeah. you know, anything that sticks in your mind that yeah. you were you were going to? Films, books, just like uh, Googling, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, vegan living, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, it's all out there for you. Like we live with this technology that's in the palm of our hands to look up anything and have the information given to you. You know, it may take a little while to do the research and read and put that effort out there, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. You know, it may take some time and it's a little effort. Yeah. It's totally there. If, 
you know, if you're looking for it, yeah, very easy to find. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in the day and age of, of Netflix, YouTube, exactly, um, audio books, uh, regular books, Kindles, whatever right. way you want to consume the information. It's, it's, it's definitely there. And then the challenges. I think everyone does experience some type of challenge along the way. So for you, it was mainly mainly friends and, and going out to dinner. Um, so what are, what are some of the tactics you've used? So you know, you said before that you, you'd go to the, the waitress or, yeah. or the chef back of house and just say, hey, you know, are you open to fixing me a meal? What was the reception like most of the time? Was, you know, were they good about it? Yeah, after the first couple of times, you know, first handful of times, uh, it didn't go over so well. Um, and so then that's when the tactic of, Hey guys, we're going to go out to eat tonight with my friends and I'm going to choose where we go to eat <laughs> and get them that way. So for you guys at home, if you're, yeah. if you're thinking about it and you've got a pack of friends that aren't vegan or, yeah. you know, aren't eating that way, listen up. That's a, that's a really good way to go about it. Let's go eat. Let's try yeah. something different tonight. You want to, you want to try something new? You know, I know that yep. there's this one restaurant here in New York. Uh, nothing on their menu says vegan, but everything is. They even have the name like chorizo and like, uh, you know, other like animal, ground beef, ground beef. They, yeah, yep. they still have those names on there, but they're yep. in parentheses. So, you know, if anyone was to walk in and stumble upon this restaurant, they would see it and then they would go. Okay. And then they get the food and they look at it and they're like, well, this looks like it. And, you know, I took, um, some of my friends there the other day and they're, they were blown away by like the flavor and the taste of like, wow, this tastes just like the real deal. It's true. And I say the real deal is plants. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and New York is, it's loaded now. It's an amazing place. It's from the places I've traveled to. Mm. I say it time and time again because people always expect you to say Los Angeles, but I actually like New York better. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to sit in traffic. <laughs> yes. You jump on the subway yep. and you can get to all the places that you want to get to. So every time um, me and Anna come here, we're on some kind of vegan tour yeah, because we're always looking to you know, go to a new place. Um, and they're, yeah, they're popping up all over the place. It's, right. uh, every time we come back, I think there's a new restaurant that we can, mm-hmm. we can check out, which is, it's an amazing place to be. I went into a restaurant the other day with, uh, with, um, a producer and, uh, she was telling me like, Oh, why, why are you vegan? You know? And I, and I shared my story with her and, uh, I said, you know, uh, other restaurants are getting onto this too. And in that moment, I looked to my right, and there was a little uh, sign on the table that said, now introducing vegan cheeses, or vegan, I think it was vegan cheeses. And I was like, see? I'm like, look at that. Like, I made that, I manifested that in that moment to be like, boom, look the at that. The universe is working yeah. for you. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, you know, and that was a great selling point, <laughs> meeting with this person to, uh, to really uh, show that vegan is the future yeah 100 percent. i think we can we can see that in all trends all trends we were talking about plant-based news before plant-based news are very good at they're all going vegan yeah giving that information to us yeah exactly big places when when big corporations like that uh you know investing in like tyson investing in beyond Mm -hmm. Meat, 
um, Starbucks giving, you know, great vegan options. Um, KFC, I heard her looking at, you know, when those places are starting to, to add that to their menu, it's time to really wake up and understand, yeah. hmm, why are these places doing that? You right. know, they're going to follow the money, uh, as sad as that is to say, but if, if the demand is there, it's, that's it's the, the positive. Yeah. That is the positive. Yeah. And, you know, so there's going to be more and more, you know, these fast food restaurants, these chains pop up all over the place and they're going to be vegan. And people yep. are going to go, why didn't I go vegan Yep. earlier? You know? Yeah. So your influence leading from example with friends, not really, you know, explaining it to them in a harsh way it's very lead by example right i like that style definitely it's something that i've learned to do along the way i was telling you before that it wasn't really the route that i took with close family and friends but <laughs> um have any of your any of your mates switched or started eating more plants have you have you noticed them talking about it more yeah definitely yep uh yeah it's it's incredible. Like my my family, I'll just even go back to my family. They they leading by example. I don't. I never tell them. I'm like, you guys gotta be vegan. You know, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want you. I want you to come up with that decision. I want you to come up with that choice. And if you're seeing what I'm doing, you know, we're affected by one another. I'm sure when I walk away from this mat, like I'm gonna be affected by you. Maybe I start my own podcast channel. You know, uh, we're all affected by one another. And so, just by leading by example. We mirror one another, and so seeing my family, they're eating more plants, you know? Uh, I went home uh, this past weekend, and it was my sister's birthday, and they made an entire, I didn't say anything. Like, I don't need to go home and be like, the vegan's here, you know? <laughs> I went home, and it was her birthday, and she chose to have a vegan dinner party, and there was 20 of us, and everything was vegan. It was Mexican vegan, and I was like, this is incredible. I'm like, I don't need to pick around what I can eat. I can eat everything. And it was delicious. And that's a good feeling, isn't it's it? It's a good there's, feeling. There's nothing better. Going to a restaurant, going home, and you don't need to ask any questions. No. You just dig right in. Everyone's happy. F food brings people. Yeah. You know, it, it's undoubted, un, you know, undoubtable that food is a social thing and i think mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people worry about is that they're going to lose the social interaction by by going vegan but i think the the truth is that it's not what the food is it's the the people are still going to come mm -hmm. so you've got a full mexican feast you know they've picked a good cuisine that's that's a good way to good way to start off but right. you know i'm sure the vibe at that party was no different if it had have been, you know, maybe what they're, they're used to reading, used to eating more of the yeah, time. So yeah. that's, that's amazing that she chose to do that without any, you know, without, without you saying anything. Without, yeah, I didn't say, I didn't have to say anything. Yeah. No, it's a good feeling. I know when I went back to Australia, um, I hadn't been home in like four years, I think three or four years at that, at that point. And we got, we got in, got home, and the first thing mum brings out of the freezer is like a lentil bolognese. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, mum. Amazing. And she's <laughs> an incredible cook. Yeah. And she's started cooking more vegan cuisine. And, it, you know, 
even though I was like not the nicest person in, in the beginning, it was coming from a good place, but she still got past that mm. uh, in terms of the way I delivered the vegan message. She's got well and truly past it. And, you know, they're cooking. She cooks better than us. There's no doubt about it. I'd, I'd love it if I could have her in my kitchen at home because <laughs> she's a, a really good cook and it's, it's nice to see them adopting, um, mm-hmm. adopting those styles. Home cooked mealing is the best. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's, you feel better. Uh, there's, you know, it brings people around mm-hmm. the table. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. So we've we've spoken about the veganism and and how you got there, and I think that's an amazing story in itself. But there's another huge part of your life mm-hmm. that we should really be paying a lot more attention to. I've seen videos that you've posted during the week. I asked you about the one with the uh, the ocean yeah. and, and the plastic. Yeah. I asked you where it was and you your response was earth. Earth. Everyone asked me. And I was like... I had like over 200 responses from that one post. Where is this? And I said, earth. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's earth. And then people were like, but where? I said... I said the mat- same thing. Does it matter? Yeah. 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 You really but opened... But then I, you know, I told people, I said, yeah, it's Dominican Republic, but it's earth where where are you gonna go <laughs> yeah so for you guys if you haven't seen it max's handle on instagram is eating with max mm-hmm. so it's one of the more recent things that you've posted it's within the last week or so it was a story oh it was a story it was a story um but anyone can find it if you yep. go to uh parlay mm-hmm. um they're doing incredible work with ocean conservation and uh helping saving the world from o- plastic pollution so parlay it, yeah they they posted it kim kardashian posted it so, so kim it's kardashian been seen. posted it it's been seen if she's posting it millions of people have seen it yep 100 percent. it's alarming yes you know it's alarming to me it looks like we should have been talking about this a long time ago we should have been doing our thing a long long time ago mm-hmm. on this so yeah zero waste yes what led you there hmm. you know and because it does go hand in hand yes. with with veganism, obviously the environment, uh, but this is taking it to another level. I think it's a it's uh, it's it's doable for everyone. Yeah, it's definitely. not. I think it, it's seen as something that is unattainable sometimes. Mm. But if if people like yourself in New York City, a place not so well known for being clean, <laughs> if you're able to do it here, I think people can really start to adopt. Uh, what you're doing where they're right. living. So yeah, how'd you get that? How'd you get well, to zero waste lifestyle? Great question. Um, we all can make changes within ourselves each and every single day. So start with one thing. But uh, really what sparked the change was I was living in Australia. I was living in Sydney back in 2016 to 2017. And Sydney was clean. Like I was in Bondi Beach and... It was clean in my in my eyes. It was cleaner than New York City, you know. And being able to, that was the first time I lived outside of the United States. I lived in Los Angeles prior. And Los Angeles is dirty, and Sydney was just clean. I felt like there was people always cleaning the beach. People cared about their bodies. They cared about the environment. There was you know vegan restaurants on different corners, and so you know moving back to America. Uh, coming to New York, 
you smell you smell you smell the air and you see the debris and garbage and plastic bags all lined up i was fuming i just didn't know like how, how is this possible how i come from like paradise this beautiful country everyone's taking care of the land i felt like i i even speaking to like the older generations and the younger generations they cared about their 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 living situation i mean i saw people ashing cigarettes and then dumping it into like a garbage can instead of like here people just throw it they don't care they just drop it on the ground and i'm like what are you doing um so going from that world to this world just like opened up new eyes for me and i didn't want i i just came from from living that and i and i was caring for the environment more and more too so when i came back to new york i was like all right this needs to change google how can i create less waste in my everyday life and then this zero waste thing came up and i was like zero waste that's cool let's read this it's a philosophy it's a lifestyle to send nothing into a landfill that's the goal no one's perfect i was like cool i like i agree with all those let's do this um so i was cooking and so i started asking myself where i'm throwing this food away where is this food going like the the leftovers the scraps where is that going it's going into a landfill it's creating you know greenhouse gases methane you know if you ever were to breathe in methane you'd probably pass out <laughs> you can't breathe that in so we're passing that into our landfills that's creating that gas that's going into our atmosphere it's causing global climate changes in america food waste is the number one landfill occupant so i started thinking okay google where do i where do i put my food waste and they're like compost and i'm like great went back to google google where do, where do i compost and like the map of new york city of manhattan just popped up with like so many different places where i can drop off food waste and i was like that's easy jump on a train carry my bag with me with the full of food scraps got some weird looks from people and they're like that smells but you know what i don't care so ended up dropping that off and i felt like i did something that i should have done years ago and that maybe our our ancestors and our our grandparents maybe our parents were doing this long before and so it made me just realize okay i can create change just by doing this small little thing and so one thing happened and then I started thinking, I could bring my bag to the grocery store. I was already doing that. Sometimes here and there, if I forgot it, I forgot it. But then I started being really like adamant about preparing ahead of time. Okay, I'm going to bring my bag. I'm going to have these bags with me. If I can't, you know, if I can't uh, purchase something that is not reusable, I'm going to refuse it. So refuse, reduce, and reuse. Those were like the three things that kind of like circulated around my, my mind a lot. Um, and so I just kept doing that. I kept changing one thing each day. And if I could do two things a day, I was, I was a happy guy. That's amazing, yeah. I think there's, from that passage there, there's so much we can take away. Mm -hmm. uh, from that, I think we have, we've been brought up by people, our parents, who grew up in like the, what I would kind of call like the convenience generation the birth of the TV dinner right. um, yeah. or, you know, that generation, uh, canned food, um, frozen meals, that generation was all about convenience and it only snowballed from there. 
I think we're probably at the peak of it or maybe we're not at the peak of it yet you know fast fashion all that kind of all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and we're seeing the effects of it unfortunately in our oceans but the compost is an interesting one mm-hmm. um, we do the same thing at home so we have not it's not exactly the same but we have a service at home uh, called bootstrap compost and basically they give you like a five gallon bucket um, I think it's a five gallon bucket um, they give you a bucket on a on a Tuesday morning you bring it up to the house you have it for a week you put all your food scraps in there you put it back out on a Monday night they pick it up and and take it away and give you a new bucket so we do pay for it it's you know a, a monthly fee but I'm happy to do it because yeah. it was one of the things that we decided was something that we can do immediately we can implement this today mm-hmm. Uh, and it's worth it's worth it for us uh, without a doubt we don't want our food going to to landfill and it's something i didn't know until you've just said it there if our food goes to a landfill it doesn't break down Mm-mm. it still creates the methane because right. it's it's being put in the burning process i assume in, in a landfill it, or? it, it I'm not there at the landfill, so I don't know yeah. exactly, but yeah. what I see from like images and video is that it hangs out in the landfill. Where is that going? We can't In America, we can't send our, our garbage and our recycling to China any, anymore. They said, nope, we don't want that anymore. Yep. So now like, where is this going? And I've heard like stories that here in New York, they're, they're sending like these, these, uh, f- these uh, ships of trash out into the Atlantic Ocean and just dumping it in the middle of the night so no one can see it. This is the stories I hear from people who have seen it. But this food waste goes into a landfill and sits there and it's mixed in with other material that can't break down. So plastic and aluminum and other things that take hundreds of years to break down. That food is trapped inside with no sunlight. That food is trapped in there with no sunlight and it's not breaking down properly so this is interesting the other day i I read a head of lettuce Mm -hmm. takes 25 years to decompose in a landfill it would just like it would wither away after 25 years in a compost landfill it would take close to i think anywhere from a month to two or three months so that's a lot better than 25 years and what can we get out of a composting landfill you know why why are we doing it in the first place Mm -hmm. it's all good and all well and good to send it off uh, but what's the outcome what are we yeah what are we getting so food gives us nutrients food gives us you know uh, a healthy body so and we, we become healthy from the food we eat but if that, let's go all the way back to where that seed is planted into the soil. If the soil isn't rich in nutrients, it's not going to yield rich, nutrient-dense food. And so that food waste that we have, maybe you don't, maybe you don't finish that head of lettuce or that kale or those Brussels sprouts, those sweet potatoes. You just chuck them in the bin. You throw them into a, 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 a compost they go back into the soil. It's giving nutrients back to the soil. It's like food for the soil. It's giving nutrients to the soil to 
give them like the muscles they need to produce and yield because we're constantly growing food over and over and over and over again on the same soil. So the soil is getting tired. It's just like working out. Go for a run for, you know, 25 years. See if you're able to run for 25 years straight. So being able to get those nutrients back into the soil, that's why it's important because it's creating less waste in landfills. It's giving rich nutrient-dense food that gives us rich nutrient healthy people. And it's just this evolution. It's just this circle of life. So it's changing it's changing the cycle that we're currently under for a relatively unhealthy cycle for a much, a much, much healthier cycle. Our, our food is benefiting from the nutrient-dense soil that we're creating mm-hmm. with our food waste. So it's an amazing cycle of, of nature. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it's like you, you, you're giving back to the environment. You're giving back to nature. You're giving, you're giving back something that you had nothing... You had no part of creating that that piece of lettuce or that I keep saying lettuce. <laughs> maybe I'm craving some lettuce. Um, you you know there was maybe you weren't in the process of making those squash or those tomatoes or they uh, I know you guys say rocket arugula here or yep yep, yep. capsicums yep <laughs> yep I've I've switched for convenience reasons I say peppers and yeah. uh, and arugula now yeah but I I think. That's one thing that came up on a Skype call with mum and dad. I think I was saying like a recipe. Like, oh yeah, it had arugula in it. It had this in it. And mum's like, what the hell's arugula? Yeah. But yeah, rocket. I yeah. now know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it's amazing once you open your eyes to it. And, yeah. And, and you can see this new way of, of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And it's quite easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure that in, in major cities, especially... Uh, if you're not in a major city, you can do it in your in your backyard if you've got the Dig space. Dig a hole. Dig a yeah. hole. And you could, when I go back to uh, Google, Google Google's not a, a paid paid sponsor of this show, right? No, Google <laughs> is not a paid sponsor. I haven't asked you to <laughs> yeah, drop yeah, the yeah. name Google. multiple so, times. Yeah, Google, where you, what you can do with compost. It's all about education. And when you start to educate yourself, then you're then you feel the power to then inspire other people and you've done the research. You you learn. So there you know, you could dig a hole in the ground if you don't have the proper resources. Dig a hole, put it in the ground. Put your food waste in a Vitamix, blend it up into a pulp, go into a, uh, the bush or to a wooded area and sprinkle that into uh, into into the you know, the land and it's fertilizer. So yeah, for sure. All stuff we can, you know, yeah, we can small start, changes. Yeah, doing in our day to day. So, what are the main things that you adopted um, once you started committing to the zero waste yeah. uh, lifestyle? What are the main things that you know we can do when we when we go home and say, you know, I can commit to this. I can commit to this easily and and start implementing it mm-hmm. um, in my day to day life. Yeah. Well, first being a zero waste chef, I thought, okay, uh, where's my food going? So I started composting. So do that. And then it started evolving into other things with, you know, my packaging and plastic and, and, um, what can I do there? So saying no to plastic water bottles. I see that you brought your own reusable bottle with you. I did the same. I've had mine for close to eight months, nine months now. So I reuse that wherever I go. I bring it with me, uh, 
coffee. I have my own keep cup if I want to go get a coffee or a tea. Um, sometimes I use that as my compost. Uh, like if I'm out to eat and I forget my you know jar with me to bring any food leftovers, I chuck that into there. So I finding finding ways and methods to to reducing less waste. So bring your own bag with you wherever you go. You know, so you could pick up food from the grocery store or to the market, or even if you're just shopping, you know, reduce waste that way. But saying no to plastic, where, however and wherever you can. Cutlery. Cutlery. Straws. Straws. Um, you know, the big one, and I, and I see this, this is a, a, a statistic that just showed up, is that straws aren't even the big issue. It's the fishing nets that are in the ocean. And so that relates back to the that veganism goes back, back thing. To the veganism. It's the, the food choices. Exactly. So everything we've talked about today all comes back to like, I've been to Australia. We're talking about veganism. Yep. We're talking about zero waste. Everything's like, we're all connected, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I, I think that veganism isn't the, the final piece of the puzzle. I Mm-mm. think it's the beginning. Yeah. I know that once I became open to to adopting a vegan lifestyle Mm -hmm. i just became more curious of other you know other things zero waste um composting yeah you know all those things that i hadn't thought of previous i was now open to adopting and 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 start implementing in my life Um, but yeah it does come back to it's amazing what our choices in terms of you know our food choices that the greater effect they have on the on the world so yeah the, f- the fishing nets is the the big problem in our in our oceans i mean we're savages when it comes to fishing we're absolute savages they're talking about fishless oceans as of 2050 or yeah, yeah like that's it's like kind of scary we're living in a world right now, and I'm, I'm getting chills talking about this. We're living in a world where animals are dying faster. They're becoming extinct. And this is something that maybe when we were children, we were reading in books saying, oh, wow, they used to have dinosaurs? Like, we're at that point <laughs> where we're like lions and gorillas and fish and birds and bees. Bees. We even talk about the bees. These things are becoming extinct because of our mess. We created this mess. So now, like, let's create less of that mess so we can live in vibrancy, live in residency with, with, with everything around us. And when you do, I think when you do that, you just feel better about yourself. It shows that you have respect for where you come from. It shows that I think you have respect for yourself and other people around you. When you do good, good things happen. What do you, what do you say to the, the people at home that are, close to adopting these practices but they're they're scared they're you know they're worried what their friends might think of them their family Mm. might think of them uh there might be things you know holding them back i had self-judgment prior to this self-judgment is something is a is a disease and i think if you could remove move yourself away from that uh however you can um so just be being comfortable with just your own practices first. Be comfortable with your own practices first. And you don't need to share with everyone what you're doing. Because I think we live in that technology too where it's like, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. But then, you know, a week later, you're like, you're back to doing this. 
you know, I see people do that all the time. They're like, hey, I gave up plastic straws. And then, you know, a couple, couple weeks later, I see them having a picture of them with plastic straws. I'm like, do it quietly. Say it. Do it. You know, actions speak louder than words. So just do it. You don't have to tell everyone. People are going to recognize. People are going to see that, you know. So just do it because you know you know, it goes back to the veganism thing. Why, why be vegan? You know, and I have that foundation. So find the foundation, find, find reasons why you want to do what you want to do, you know, and then nothing can break that foundation. Nothing's gonna, maybe the building, you know, just like a building, it can, it can move, but that foundation has kept everything. It's like a tree. The roots are grounded. The roots are grabbing onto the soil. But the wind is going to blow, the leaves are going to shake, the trees, the branches, they may break off, rain's going to hit, lightning, you're going to get heat from the sun, people may climb on you, you know what? But you're grounded, you're rooted in who you are. I love that, man. Thank you. That's an, that's an, amazing, uh, an amazing explanation of um, yeah, us being much more comfortable with ourselves and, uh, as, and being grounded humans and, and stemming from that kind of on the on the road to landing this plane wrapping this yeah this up but there is one post that that got my eye about a month ago and it was pretty simple and you you mentioned why aren't more men <laughs> vegan yep so we definitely feel like the minority right definitely i've spoken about this with nearly all my guests i think but it's a it's a funny question why Masculinity, I, and I'm sure that's probably what everyone's thinking too, is the masculinity mas, masculinity factor. Uh, we, you know, we evolved from men who went out and they hunted and they gathered and look at me, I'm I'm strong, I'm brave. I just killed this buffalo with my bare hands. You're not doing that today. That's not masculine. No, we're going to the grocery <laughs> store. And, yeah. You know, I think uh, we ate this way. We ate plants a long time ago, you know, and that's what we did. And then we evolved. And now we've evolved to a point where we don't need that. Our mind, you know, have you ever seen a primate, an, a gorilla, you know, evolve in, 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 your, in, your, in your sight? from a primate to an to to a human? No. That like that if that's where people think, you know, we came from before being, you know, this uh homo sapiens, uh we've evolved. So it's time for men to wake up and say, "Okay, I'm going to eat less meat. I'm going to eat more plants. I feel good." It reduces your there's so many health benefits to this. If we're going to talk about real <sighs> masculinity. Yeah. Do you want to die soon? Do you want to like? Do you want to leave your family behind? That's not masculine. I think being with your family and supporting your family—that's masculine. Compassion, compassion is masculine. To look after yes, those that you around love. you, right? Being the guardian yes. of, the, of the people and the and the beings around you, hundred uh, percent. And then, you know, in the in the bedroom, if 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 you're getting older and and you can't perform. Mm -hmm there as well she's not then, happy then we can probably argue that that's not very masculine and and what caused that 
you know, it's it's what you put in your body in the, yep. f- in the first place. So what do we need to do? We need to remove ourselves from that and be able to make the, the change. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a person, you're not going to be any different. You're just going to be putting... You'll love yourself more. Yeah, different things in the, in the body, feeling better, um, probably treating mm-hmm. others around you. I know that I, I definitely started treating others with more kindness. Yeah. More consciousness, yeah. more compassion. And the world needs that right now. I think we need a lot more of it right now. Yeah. A lot more positivity. Um, and it may be challenging, it may be difficult, but if we just, you just do it, you just become that one person. Someone's got to be the leader. Someone's going to be the leader. Yeah. In, in each That's friend circle. Yeah. In each friend, friendship circle, I think there needs to be a, a leader that can stand up and say, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, we, we, can, we can all do it together. So what's next for you, man? What's, what's on the horizon? Uh, next week, I'm off to London. Uh, I'm going to host a intimate zero-waste vegan dinner. Um, from there, I'm going to ping-pong around a little bit in Europe, have some speaking events at some universities. There's a vegan weekend in Norway. Uh, so I'm going to be in Norway uh, speaking and cooking and just sharing, sharing my message and sharing my journey and the successes and challenges and hopefully inspiring people to make simple, easy changes in their, in their day to day. Cool. So by the time this episode launches, you'll be in Europe for the people that are listening. Yeah. Go find Max on eating with Max on Instagram. Yeah. And you've got a website as well. Eating with Max.com, Facebook, eating with Max, eating with Max. And sometimes that's different. I put some different uh, material up there on Facebook so people can get some different, uh, things that i see that are differently yeah cool so yeah really appreciate the time man you're you're a busy dude these days so um really appreciative yeah of the opportunity to speak with you and for the guys at home i think that was that was a pretty cool one you know i think there's lots of stuff that even myself i'll be taking away from this and and starting to implement in my life and as you said maybe not shouting about it from the rafters just go about it quietly and get, go about it get quietly the job done and, and, and see what happens see how you feel yeah. in, in those changes thank you man yeah i appreciate thank it thank you matt to everyone that tuned in today thank you so much i really do appreciate the support and the time that you've given up to join me you can find me on instagram at veg talk that's v-e-d-g-e-t-a-l-k I'd love to hear from you, so drop me a comment or a message and tag any of your mates that you think would really enjoy this episode. Finally, if you do have a spare minute or two, I'd really appreciate a review or a rating on the podcast app that you're currently using. This will really help the podcast to reach more humans around the world. Have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.